Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app. Odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Let's start in Albany, Angelo, this morning. And uh, there was the University uh, of New York Chancellor, John King. I- is this the uh, new appointment? Uh, your thoughts on his compensation package? Well, let's start out with there's many ways to negotiate compensation packages. Eh? With the state of the New York State system, the financial deficits, with Western New York alone for Buff State and SUNY for Donia estimating a $16 million deficit, is it time to do a guaranteed package or an incentive package? Um, I looked at this, and the best I could calculate is a $750,000 salary, a stipend of approximately $325 per month to to uh, commute from his home in Maryland, not New York City, not New York State, Maryland, free housing in Albany. Okay, so the commute is about four thousand. I'm estimating fifteen hundred a month for a decent place in Albany, which we all know is going to be better than that. Eighteen thousand, a vehicle for a thousand a month, um, compensation. So even if it's the thousand per month, that's twelve thousand plus a chauffeur. A chauffeur could be around a hundred thousand dollars. A New York City housing stipend of twelve thousand a month, or one hundred and forty-four thousand. Now, he also was made a full professor, so that package can include health, vision, dental, short and long-term disability, four hundred one k's, and retirement plans, paid time off. To paid time off, that could be about twenty-five thousand. It comes to roughly one million fifty-three thousand. Okay, now how much paid time off? Does he have to move at some point to New York? And if it's a yes, what's the timetable? If it's a no, why doesn't he have to move? And how many days does he have to spend in New York State? How many paid? How much paid time off? So. When you look at it, we have someone, and I don't know John King, but all I know is when he was last the uh, with the state system, he instituted Common Core, which was a disaster. He also was relying on, t- on test scores for teacher evaluation, which became a disaster. 
So I guess my question is, is this just politics as usual? Did somebody receive something in benefit to make John King the chancellor again? Eh? There's too many unanswered questions at a time when the New York state budget is in flux. It's de- the projection is deficits. Last year's budget had about $23 billion of one-shot federal money in it. Now, you add to all of this, you add the deficits, and what you have now is they've waived application fees, a $50 non-refundable, $50, that's it, okay? Now, it, they say it, it targets the poor and it's only in certain areas, but come on. There's so many jobs that kids can have. You can go to McDonald's. You can go to some of the fast foods. And they're at minimum wage. $50 is a very paltry sum to be able to review because the expense on the other end is reviewing the applications. They've also waived out-of-state fees for those from other states and other areas to come in and get educated in New York. So you lose, number one, their basic family tax contribution. Number two, these individuals, from what I'm reading, have no obligation to stay in New York. So here we go again, start hemorrhaging money, putting plans in that may sound good in a headline, but with the details. So I just question the merits of what is occurring. You know, the other thing that happened is normally when we – vote in Albany on a um, a, 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 a member, okay, of the education, a trustee. It's always individually. Well, this past year, they coupled two individuals, one that probably had zero chance of getting uh, approved because of the history of this individual. So what do they do? They couple it into one vote rather than two. So, again, sleight of hand kind of like the old Westerns where who has the ace up their sleeve and uh, who's going to suffer? The people of the state of New York, the taxpayers, the citizens. But that- so I just think that at a, at a time there could have been a little more thought process into this package. Why wasn't it, why wasn't it incentive-based? Why wasn't it based upon the ability to bring New York State out of this in education money. Um, why wasn't based upon increasing students? So when you guarantee someone of, uh, uh, that is at the whim of the state to either keep the contract going, plus we do not know if within that contract, because we haven't really seen it, whether there's um, penalties, whether there's a golden umbrella, golden parachutes coming out of it. So there, there, there is just a lot of issues that I think could have been resolved with a little more forethought, maybe a little better uh, view towards business uh, and generally accepted accounting principles. Well, Angelo, when we get the answer on if this individual has to move to New York at some point, I hope you come back with the uh, with the answer for us. Um, I will. I'd be happy to. Now. Uh- Moving on uh, to the uh, the Bills proposed stadium, which is owned by the state of New York, um, an environmental study was done in Erie County, uh, where they found there will be no, envi- you know, no increased environmental impact of the stadium. 
which I, you know, I find interesting because the new stadium is going to use natural gas. I actually think it's going to use more natural gas than the stadium that's sitting there now. Um, and this is being built right around the time that new builds won't be able to have natural gas. And by 2030, in this state of New York, you won't be able to buy um, a natural gas appliance. Seems a little hypocritical on the state's part. Well, what it reminds me is do as I say, but not as I do. Um, and it's interesting because I read three reports. And other than legislator Larego's question about that, doesn't seem to have hit the notes. And if you looked at all the points and all the articles, that was reviewed uh, leading up to the recommendation of a negative impact vote. Um, That one issue was left out. Now, to be very practical on this, I'm just going to tell you this. I will not deny that we are working towards and have to reduce our carbon footprint. Okay. The problem with that is, of course, China and other countries could care less. And China is opening coal-fired plants like you can't believe. So New York State, we may we may achieve the uh, intent, but it's not going to really and truly make things much different. But let's go back to your question. Let's t- South Carolina just had a. Um, we don't know if it was a what, what the attack uh, underlying reason for the attack was, but you had individuals in South Carolina without heat for a few weeks. Now, South Carolina doesn't get the weather we do. The weather we have, can you imagine if Western New York went three weeks without any heat, without any charging stations for fuel, without any ability to get snow off the roads? Okay, without, and, and we all know that in the winter, there's times when you get stuck on the road for hours. So what do you do? Do you bring a gallon of electricity to a car? I'm not saying I pose it, but the problem with New York is when you have individuals that refuse to be uh, honest about their motives, okay, yes, we have to reduce the footprint, but you can't just throw everything out. So getting back to the original question, natural gas is extremely important to the state of New York and to this country. Natural gas was put there during the formation of the earth. It is clean burning. They have been able to experiment and come up with solutions to go to all electric for like the stadium. The, the, the power grid alone would not be able to sustain it. So again, it's do as I say, not as I do. Um, and I, I don't disagree with the choice. Now, as far as the impact goes, I think that I would have loved to have seen the original stadium in downtown Buffalo. Um, and I would love people to research Howard Cottrell versus uh, Erie County. That was the original developer of the original stadium that was going to be in downtown Buffalo. 50 million is the number I remember. And it was going to be a dome stadium. That went through the courts. Cottrell passed the, uh, the state kept the suit going, and ultimately what happens is Erie County had to pay the estate of Howard Cottrell $50 million. In addition to that, they built the stadium out in Orchard Park. So it's, that's where we're at. We leave it there. 
to move that stadium downtown, the environmental environmental impact study would have had to go on for years because if you remember, they had to take neighborhoods. They had to reconfigure the 190. They had to put new exits and ingress and egress uh, on the throughway. They had to redesign streets. So let's be really honest. Um, Some are for it, some are against it. So now that it's out there, let's think about maybe a train line out to the stadium so people can park in the city, participate in the restaurants in the city, and then get back and forth and ease the burden, which also reduces a carbon footprint. But you cannot build a stadium solely on solar and renewable. We don't have enough renewable. Our grid, I've been reading articles. There was an article dealing with the fact that New York's power grid is at risk, okay? We just don't have the ability and the timetable that they want to accelerate. Now, we also have the scoping plan. Now, the scoping plan, if you analyze it and review it, okay, it's cost prohibitive. The cost to the individual taxpayers at a time when inflation is rampant, when people are suffering, we have food insecurities, we have food deserts, and now to 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 be to, to actually impact upon this negatively is just unconscionable. But the difficulty, especially in Albany, is sitting down and being able to present your positions across the table. Um, those that seem to have the power refuse to listen. There's no compromising. But remember, we have legislators that represent different areas of the state of New York. Um, And I think it's important that we look at it. So now let's go back to the scoping. Your furnace breaks, you got to put electric in. You're going to have to upgrade the power in your house. Where's this power going to come from? So the cost, they've estimated um, in different reports, and I can't tell you I know this and I've studied it, but the estimate is about 50000 a household to convert to all electric. Where, these, where is this 50000 going to come from? People are jumping into their retirement savings to live on a daily basis. So consequently, we have to look at the total picture. So am I opposed to natural gas? Absolutely not. Do I think that we have to lower our carbon footprint? Yes, I do. Do I think there should be a compromise? Yes, I do. Do I think we should analyze the economic costs of the scope and what the New York State uh, aggressive move towards all electric is? Yes. So there's issues that most people are afraid to tackle. But, you know, I'm trying to be – present both sides of the issue and let people decide. I think it's important that we have thoughts on this. Angelo, about two minutes left. I have to ask you, you know, uh, this week the Department of Education and the Department of Health here in New York State uh, started recommending mask use again. Uh, Should we be fearful now that elections are over? uh, Should we be fearful that any kind of mask mandate could be back in New York State? What I'd be fearful of is, number one, the legislators who have some say-so, are afraid to act. Number two, the outcry of the general public, based upon the history of the negative impacts the last time it happened, as to whether there will be compliance, whether there will be uprisings, whether there will be willful 
violations of this particular mandate. So I don't think it's going to become a mandate. I think it'll be up to individuals. And if I may add one thing near the end, um, it's really interesting because they're trying to take our farmland for solar. And the governor just approved a uh, farm and agricultural protection fund. And the the underlying uh, statements are that we need to use uh, money to help protect our farms. Yet out in Cambria and our rural areas, and let's face it, Western New York is the farm country, okay? So they're taking farmland. And the issue is not the farmland being taken uh, for solar. The issue is not solar. The issue is local control. New York State Constitution guarantees local municipalities to be able to regulate within their own boundaries. A few years ago, they changed the rules so now the local control is out the window, and what everyone's forgetting, and I want to point it out, under federal law, once you change agricultural land to an industrial use, it'll never come back. So what we are doing by just not allowing local zoning to determine where solar fields should go, we are destroying the future of food production in the state of New York and ultimately in this country. I got to ask you, is the state using eminent domain to take the farmland? No, they've used, what they've done is they've allowed, they they have put in a rule that basically says local control means nothing. You don't have to follow local zoning. And if the application isn't acted upon within a year by those that want to put these solars up. And remember, most of them are from California. They put them up, they sell them, and they walk away with no future liability on these products, on these projects. So it's just a matter of local control should be able to put some zoning in where they can go, preserve farmland. But the way New York State has put the regulations in, uh, approximately, I believe, two years ago, they've, they've lost local control. So you could have bought a, a, a piece of property across from a farm because you wanted some rural tranquility, and all of a sudden you wake up and all you see is solar fields running around, okay? Now, not opposed to solar. I'm opposed to no ability for a local municipality to have some areas that they can designate for these industrial-sized solar. That's it. It's local control being taken away from the local elected officials, town boards, and the citizens. New York State Assemblyman Angelo Marinello, always appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for making time for us uh, this morning. I hope you have a great holiday season. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. 